0: In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Um, as I was reading through these uh, texts for this uh, this Sunday, kind of got this idea that we have the choice to live in one of two different lands: the land of sin or the land of thanksgiving. In the land of sin. Uh, that i and may, maybe you are pretty familiar with is pretty clear because we sin in thought words and deeds fornication impurity passion evil desire covetousness idolatry the lord st paul says and the wrath of god is coming upon us because of we live in this place Anger, wrath, malice, slander, foul talk from your mouth, lying to one another. So, is this the land we want to live in? Is this our land? Is this the place that our soul dwells? Or do we want to live in the land of thanksgiving? As the cleansed leper returned to God and began to live in a new land, a new life, a new way. Let me read from Ephesians, St. Paul's letter, uh, chapter 5, verses 15 to 21. This will help us a little bit, I think. See that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of God is. And do not be drunk with wine, which is dissipation, and be fit, but be filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of God. So we can live there. That's our choice. We choose. Where do we want to live? In the land of thanksgiving or in the land of sin? And while I was kind of reading different scriptures on this, it was very interesting to me that when we don't thank God, when we're not thankful to God, something begins to happen to us. And this is quite enlightening, I think, so pay attention to Romans 1, 21 to 25. Because although they knew God and they did not glorify him as God nor were thankful but became futile in their thoughts their foolish hearts were darkened because they weren't thankful their hearts were darkened professing to be wise they became fools changed the glory of God of the incorruptible into the image made in the corruptible man and 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 birds and four beasts and creeping things. Therefore, God gave them up to uncleanness in the lust of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves. He changed the truth of God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. What happened at the beginning of that verse, of those verses? They stopped thanking God. Wow. When we stop thanking God, something begins to happen. We are drawn away. Our hearts are darkened. So we have this choice, beloved, to live in the land of thanksgiving, which brings blessing, to live in the land of sin, which brings darkness to us. So when we live in the land of sin, what, what, are, what are the perks? Because there's got to be perks, right? Cause you go there if there weren't perks you wouldn't go there so what are the perks in the land of sin well it's exciting sin has an excitement to it 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 charges you up it can stimulate you it's kind of a fun place to visit even if it's just in your thoughts but you know my Spiritual Father Father Richard said something. He always has these little ditties that were just so perfect. He said, "When you pay, when you play, you pay. When you play, you pay. You're going to pay a price for entering those exciting sinful places. You will find uh, maybe a moment of." temporal pleasure but what will begin to happen is you'll find anxiety you'll find that your heart is drawn away from God into other things other passions so that excitement you know it's so interesting we were talking yesterday at our clergy meeting about uh the about anger and the remembrance of wrongs and that uh the one issue sometimes with anger that's hard to overcome is that anger is an adrenaline rush. Anger has got some stimulant in it. And it's a protector. It keeps people away from you. Rah! I'm pretty good at it too, so. Rah. So we need to be careful that we're not getting addicted to the stimulant of anger because it it does have an addiction. We like it. Uh, It kind of builds us up a little bit. The trouble with it is that it takes a lot of energy. It's a drainer of energy. It sucks it out of you. It pulls it away from you, and then you become anxious, and then you become depressed, and then you move into different places. One that is there. So we have to be very careful that when we live in the land of sin that we understand there are perks there. There are things that draw us into it. Uh, In the land of sin, the voice is very loud. It screams at you. Do this! You ever try to go on a fast and then you... Walk by the refrigerator. Did you know your refrigerator has a voice? It really does. It speaks to you. It says, open me. And then you open it up, and there's that big piece of juicy meat that you had last night. And it happens to be a Wednesday, and you're going, you know, it's a leftover. And the meat is actually calling my name. Father Nicholas, I want you. I love you. You love me. But the voice is loud. It screams at us. It draws us all the time. And, and that, that voice in the land of sin is loud. And, it's, and it, has a, it has a beat. You know, that kind of boom. You know, I've, it's so interesting to me. Sometimes I'll, drive, I'll be driving and somebody will be stopping and their windows are down. Man, their car is like Bouncing. You ever buy drums or something like that? I mean, that's loud. See, that's loud. That's the land of sin. Loud. It's Loud. And all these things drain energy. They may be a, a temporary stimulant, but they pull energy away from us. They draw it away. And then we become tired and don't sleep well. And we become irritable. We become angry. All those things begin to happen when we dwell in the land of sin. So we have this opportunity to cross over from this land to the land of thanksgiving. Now, the point is, and one of the big issues here is that you've got to understand that you've got to want to leave those things behind. You remember there's a great book by C.S. Lewis, The Great Divorce, where there are people that are still holding on to... Things in the land of sin. And they can't cross over. And all they've got to do is what? Let it go and they'll cross over. And so we have to be very careful that we are willing. That we can look at ourselves very carefully and closely and say, I want to get rid of this. And I want to, in my repentance, cross over to the land of thanksgiving. And so we need to make that effort when we cross over. Uh, and it's interesting that the Lord kind of uses thanksgiving as a way to come to Him. In the Psalms it says, Offer to God thanksgiving and pay our vows to the Most High. And again, let us come before the presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to Him with praise. And, in verse, and, uh, Psalm 100, Enter into His gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. That's how we come in. We come in thankful. We enter with thanksgiving. It becomes a means by which we draw near to God. It's a virtue. It's a practice. Uh, I, I need to share something with you because I think I would just be, I would say maybe a year ago, I would have just maybe delivered this homily, but I would have just delivered it because I'm not a very thankful guy. I don't think in those terms. I'm the half empty. I worry about all this and that and this and that, and I don't thank God. Well, thank God for uh, the Abbot uh, Maletios Weber, Father Maletios. Because at a clergy meeting, he said, Uh, and uh, Mitch, you can probably attest to this. He says, before my monks get up, they have to thank God for five things before they get out of bed. Well, I have such a hard time getting out of bed anyway, I couldn't do it there. (laughs) That was hard. I tried to do it there, but I couldn't. If I'm in bed, I'll stay in bed, so I had to get up. But I've added those to my prayer routine. I thank God every day for five things. And it's unbelievable how good God is to me. How, how I have, oh, this day is so bad. I don't know how am I going to get through this day. There's so much in front of me. Lord, look at all this stuff. I worried about it all night. I'll never get through this day. And I go back and I say, thank you, Lord, for beautiful prayers in the morning. Thank you, Lord, for my meeting with that brother. Thank you, Lord, for a nice time with my wife. Thank you, Lord, for that really nice thing. Thank you for this nice dinner. Thank you for a quiet evening. I go, the Lord is so good. Every day. And it's always more than five things. Always more than five. It it has changing me. And a lot of you are shaking your heads like this. It's about time, Father Nicholas. We've been wanting this moment to come. It changes you. When you listen to the the verses, it it changes you. Because if you don't do it, you go into darkness. If you do it, you enter the presence of God. Wow, what a wonderful thing this is for us. Let's look over at uh, Philippians chapter 4. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be known to God. And guess what will happen? And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and minds through Christ Jesus. What do you get when you come to Christ with supplication and thanksgiving? The peace of God that what? Passes all understanding. You can't get that peace anywhere else. You don't get that peace in the land of sin. That doesn't exist over there. It only exists in the land of thanksgiving. Thank God. Be thankful to God. You know, you can have so... We all have stuff that weighs us down. We all have things we worry about. Right? All of it. And we can live there in anxiety and depression and anger and malice. We can stay there. Or we can begin to thank God and begin to find out that He is so good to us, so merciful to us, that he just continues to give us grace with so many wonderful things. And so we live then in that land of thanksgiving. We live content, content with what we have, content with who we are. We don't look around and, and are jealous or complain because that guy's got more than I got. I'm just happy that God has blessed me and has given me what he's given me. We all can do that here. You know that? We all can do that. And in that land of thanksgiving, the voice is not loud. It's quiet. And you long for silence. You like it. You begin to like quietness. Because you can hear God. Is you can be, you feel near to Christ. You like that time where God can be with you and you can be with Him quietly. That voice is a, a still, small, a still voice, a still quiet voice. That's what Elijah heard. <laughs> the fire and the thunder, and no, 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 that wasn't God. A still, small voice was what he heard. So that's the land of thanksgiving. This voice that says, I love you. I care about you. I take care of you all the time. You don't know how much I take care of you. I know all, I know, I know the number of hairs on your head, John. Did you know, God knows those numbers. If You asked him, he'd be able to tell you. Because he loves you so much. He cares about you that much. That's how much it is. It's just, he pours out grace on us continually and the other thing that's important here in the land of thanksgiving you get energy it doesn't drain you it gives it to you it fills you it lifts you doesn't take it away and so we can live then in the land of thanksgiving as a people of love and at peace with god and one another So may God help us today. Be like that leper that all of a sudden understood. He was so happy that he got blessed and he was no longer burdened by this leprosy and he was running off with the other ten. And then he realized, Lord, Lord, you have done this for me. You have done this for me. And he ran back to God. So let us today run back to God with a thankful heart for all the many blessings he's bestowed upon us and the many, many more that will come. So if you can, do your best to be a thankful person. Try to thank God at some point in the day. Just stop. And you'll be surprised at how many things you'll list in that moment of thanksgiving. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen.